This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I am your host. And today I am going to be doing an episode that is especially for this time of year, uh, but also for any times that you find challenging. Um, I'm happy to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and Happy Holidays. Um, I hope that you can move into the specialness of this holiday season. I know that it's been a bit rough for some of you out there. I've heard from you, um, and I am sending you light, and I know that uh, we're all in this together, um, though sometimes it may not feel that way. And, you know, I've, I've heard from those who are having challenges, and I've also heard from those um, that are doing well. And so I just want to say God bless you all. And today we're going to be looking, I'm going to be pulling some clips from um, a Q&A session a session that um, John Roger, my teacher, and uh, John Morton did together right after 9/11 happened, um, and it was some. It was it's called words of comfort in challenging times, uh, or words of comfort for challenging times. And I would say that these times are challenging for many of us, and so. I think that these words can bring comfort uh, to all of you. Now, recently I was discussing with one of my coaching clients who I'm working with on dreams. For those of you who don't know, I also do coaching with people, spiritual coaching, uh, and that includes working with people about their dreams. And this person was relating to me an experience which is appropriate for this time of year, an experience that she had in the dream state uh, with the Christ. Um, it was a beautiful experience, and it reminded me, um, the details of her dream reminded me of an experience that I had, uh, the memory that I have, from many years ago uh, when I was living with John Roger. And there was a number of us guys who were on his staff and working with him at that time. And as you can imagine, when you're working with people, when you're living with people and traveling uh, and in close quarters, and you have a bunch of guys doing that, uh, sometimes we could get on each other's nerves, and to say the least, it could get a little heated <laughs> around the house. And so there was a point where it was uh, getting, there was a lot of disturbance between all of us, and um, that would affect 
J.R., he was a very sensitive, extremely strong, but also very sensitive to the energies around him. And there wasn't a lot of tolerance for that kind of fighting and, um, and that kind of disturbance between people. And he would definitely, you were definitely called to a higher level uh, to be around him and to be able to stay around him. So at the time there was, there was, I think four, three or four, uh, Zeus, Eric, Mark, and me. So there's about four of us and then some other people in the house and, um, and JR. And so at this time of disturbance, it came to be, and I think we were working with, uh, someone else, maybe a healer of some sort that, it came up that we needed to do in Jesus's example of of washing each other's feet, and now all of us would have been happy to wash our master's feet, Jr. and um, and even have him wash our feet would have been uh, a wonderful um, experience. But washing each other's feet, oh Lord. <laughs> was not uh, the idea uh, that I think any of us wanted to do. But that's what it came up. And and really it became something where, so we all in the living room at Mandeville um, ended up, and JR participated in this as well. It was a very moving experience, and we all washed each other's feet. Um, as that symbology of the story that Jesus of watching, washing his disciples' feet. And there was, it was definitely a stretch to move into that consciousness, um, not of serving our master or being served by the master, but of serving each other and, um, and being humbled before each other. And I think that that's a great lesson that maybe um, the reason I'm telling you this story is because it's like those people who you disagree with, those people um, who maybe you consider or they consider you enemies, uh, those people where there's disturbance, that even if you can come to um, within your heart that place of being willing to serve them in that way, being willing to wash their feet. And that could be um, in a metaphorical sense, an allegorical sense, rather than necessarily having to do it physically, though we did do that physically. Um, that, That is something that if you can move to that place within you, uh, that that the world, I think, right now could use a lot more of that type of attitude towards each other. Um, it's easy to think that we would do that with those that we would consider spiritual or that we would consider teachers or that we have a lot of respect and love for. Um, but what about the people who we just don't like? Could you bring yourself to do that inside of you? 
So that's a story I wanted to start with today because it definitely relates to this time period, this time period of Christmas, this time period where that cosmic Christ consciousness touches more fully onto the planet as we focus on that more. I want to move into this first excerpt with John Roger um, about, well, I'll let him just go right into it from words of comfort for challenging times, which you can get at msia.org. It's time for you to look at yourself to see if you're doing what is required of you to open your spirit, to receive of the greater spirit, to shed more of your light and love. This is all of us. And it's not just on occasions of bombing of uh, objects of the material world, because eventually they're all going to go away anyway. And our bodies are going to go away also. And you people, thank you for just showing up. There's a big something happens in the spirit world when we bring our material body and our spiritual body together and we focus it towards that object that is the unification of the world into the spirit and the spirit into the world, knowing full well they can never be the same. The only thing that's the same in both of them is who we are as a spiritual being. And it is through that that we pray not through our ego or through our body, but through that that is the telephone between both worlds, who we are as a being. Lord God, Father of lights, you've seen it, you know it. Attempt to give us the wisdom and understanding that we may withdraw from the pain of suffering and enter into the wisdom of your glory and why we are here and why all this took place. Illuminate our ignorance so we may not judge erroneously from that ego that knows little. Lord, help us not to discriminate against the living because of those who are the dead. For the dead were told to bury themselves and for the living to live and follow the anointing of the oneness of the Spirit. We ask that this, to each one individually as they step forward, as they choose to bring forward greater love and light into this world. Father, help us step aside any revenge. Let the revenge be the Lord's, as he said. Let us be the share-takers and share-givers and the lovers of life and the lovers of those who died and those who took life, for they didn't know what they did, or they wouldn't have done it. And Father, help us not judge them in their ignorance, nor us in our ego, but let us come into harmony with the living and those who are no longer materially alive. Let them come into the fullness of their own creation. And Father, let us stand in the face of our fear. Let us stand in the face of those who would do good, in the face of those who would do bad equally to us. Let us just love them. Let us ring forward the sound of your love and the light of your light. 
and the glory of your being. Bless those who are here at this time, because once again, they chose themselves to put their body on the line and bring their holy, holy, which is the soul, forward and to present it to us. Lord, we know we'll be hit at by negativity because of what we say and do here. Lord, that's fine with us. We will still live to present ourselves before God as those who have learned and those who have shared, and those who have loved and those who have cared, and those who will continue to place themselves forward in light. We will not end this prayer, Father. We will not say amen. We will do nothing except to continue on. But in this, I and I ask others just to, in their heart of hearts, say thanks. And we continue on with this service in memorial, not to the dead. They're memorized already in the hearts. They're memorialized in the materiality that has gone before them. But for those of us who are left to suffer, to see, to hear the pains, to know that our suffering is our missing of that that is a beloved. So seek more to place your belovedness inside of us, to let us share and cross the barrier of the physical and spiritual into the heavens where we may all once again be united, where we may know the promise has been fulfilled. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I just found that to be a beautiful prayer, beautiful excerpt. Dear talks about putting your body on the line and, and those who come together in not only spiritually but in the materiality. And I had the pleasure recently, this has been a year of not coming together physically among many people in groups and whatnot because of the pandemic, um, because of what's taking place in the world. There's just been very little gathering. And there's something special that takes place when people who are holding a higher consciousness come together in the focus of that. Um, it can affect change into this world. And that's something that has been taking place a lot less than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. Um, <clears throat> and it's something that I, as I was saying, I've had the pleasure recently to gather with a group of fellow light bearers. And it wasn't necessarily, there was a number of people who came to an area in, in Monterey, California, um, that were called for various reasons. Not everyone was there for the same reason, but they were all there in that light consciousness. And as we were all there, um, we did come together. Um, and on a day, we all came together and were in that sharing. It was definitely odd to be 
in a group of people um, have that because it hasn't been happening. Uh, but there's something about that coming together, and it was definitely, from my experience, something that was spiritually ordained and that we were all called to separately um, end up in the same place and to bring forward that focus of light together. Um, and there's something about as you more recognize the higher realities that life no longer becomes about preserving your life at any cost, but rather to live your life with integrity, regardless of the cost to you. And that integrity, as John Roger said it, would be defined as going with the truth as you know it, as a heartfelt response with care and consideration for all. And as you move into that greater integrity with the spirit, which is the integration with the spiritual form that you are and the spiritual truth that is within you, um, that you begin to live life not from a place of fear, um, where you face the fear. And it's okay that you have fear and you recognize that. But you don't let your fear be the sole driver of your life. You put fear in its own lane and you drive your life from that integrity, from that spiritual movement inside of you. And that becomes, regardless of what others say or think, or as JR put in this last, that, that we would be hit at by negativity um, and that we may move more fully into that loving of each other. As I started out by saying that that process of loving each other. And to do that, we must love ourselves. And in that loving of ourselves, we follow that path of the inner drummer. So one of the things that I've noticed a lot this year, and I think many of us have, is the levels of separation of um, distancing between people, um, not only physically, uh, but also in the heart. And a lot of us have gone through periods of feeling separated from others. And I know that I, I talk to you and I've experienced it myself at times. And so this next excerpt addresses one way that you can that can assist you in moving back into that awareness of the oneness with all people versus that separation i am afraid that the negativity that is around me is controlling me i would like to know what to do 
John, let JR tackle this one. You go for it, JR. I'll chew this one and spit it up, swallow it, and throw it to the heavens because I know what it is. This is negative power, but it's the ball power, B-A-A-L. And its job is to make us, any way it can, feel separate from anybody else, to feel separate from our children, from our spouses, from our workers, from our community, from our country. It wants us to not trust and believe in the oneness of the whole spirit, the Holy One who supports us. And believe me, all you have to do when that happens is touch your forehead and say, Ball, be gone. Be gone. And know that the traveler is right in that slot and you'll feel the difference taking place starting from the stomach up and your breath will change. And when you get to that place where you sort of yawn, as I just did, that is the releasing of that negativity away from me. And it had no control over me anyway. I gave into it mentally. And as long as I know I don't have to do that, I will give in to my own loving of it and everything else in God's creation but I'm not going to play baseball with them. So that's one tool that can be really helpful for you as you're dealing with any feelings of separation. Um, It's just an indicator that we've given in to that and it has no power over us and there is that method of just putting it on your forehead on what Jerry used to say, put it on your screen, which is the forehead and just clear it in that way that he described. Um, the next, I'm just going to roll this right into the next excerpt. And to me, this is that demonstration of a more poetic traveler of, um, just a beautiful imagery in what you're saying. Enjoy. I think what I'm going to do is um, see if John Roger has anything else he would like to add before we complete with this evening. Well, John, I just want to do a remembrance in a few words for everyone to remember why we're meeting. This is the spirit of the sound current. And it starts out when God spoke. And that speaking is a sound current that we ride on back into God's heart, into God's intelligence. It was designed for all levels, but not designed to live here. But it was designed to live where it was spoken from, if you can understand that idea. And when God bat his eyes, the lightning flashed and light appeared upon the world. And where God walked, there were great caverns and great valleys. And when he saw the sin of mankind, the tears he cried produced all the water of this world. But he knew one day, as in all things, 
man in his solic movement. Not man as a male, man as a human being would stand forward and speak God's name in truth, in honesty, in the spirit of their heart. And that that is the good that God has promised all of us, the spiritual promise, would be delivered by, for, and through us to all planes of existence. Those times are upon us. That's why we're not teaching how to be mechanics of cars or how to do other things in materiality. That we're teaching you the immortality and that God is the God of all things and that he does love and I have experienced that and I've seen him love others and I have experienced that and he's not a God that lies but he's a God that lives the truth of the creation of himself thank you I just thought that was a beautiful way to bring this to a close with uh, JR's beautiful words um, and you heard John in there at the beginning. It was a beautiful event that I was at with them that time in 2001. And um, John is JR's successor. And for all of you out there, I just wish you the most wonderful, happy, beautiful Christmas. And happy new year and i look forward to this coming year to all the spiritual gifts that will be available to all of us in our gratitude and in grace god bless you all